Hello again, everyone. Um, today, I'll be continuing on with my birth chart reading series. Um, today, putting the focus on one of my other biggest musical inspirations, Miss um, Taria Turner, now formerly of Nightwish fame, and now she's solo. Uh, I mean, in Nightwish, she sort of made the class- made classical singing contemporary and and she's kind of carried that over into her solo career, so. Um, I mean, I'm a classically trained singer myself, and I mean, I'm greatly inspired by her ability to take classical music and make it appeal to the masses. Um, I'm going to present her chart to you in individual sections, just like the one I did for Maria. Um, um, first, I'll start off by giving you her basic info. Then I'll go into the top three points of her chart, her sun, moon, rising sign. Then I'll make my way into her personality planets. Um, I'll talk about her generational generational planets and her moon points. Then I'll go into her house cusps. I'll talk about her strongest aspects. And finally... At the very end, I'll talk about the strongest placement in her chart. It's called the Soul Planet. Now, her birth time is known, but, you know, as I did before, I used my basic, I guess my basic knowledge of astrology to determine what I think it is. Um, I mean, okay. I mean, the degrees of the planets aren't time-sensitive. So I'll still be giving. I'll be giving those, just because I think they're important. Um, okay, here we go. Okay, this is the birth chart reading for Taria, Soile, Susanna, Turanen, Kabuli. She was born in Guinea, Finland, on August seventeenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, now to start off with, I'm gonna give some basic info. On the sun, moon, and ascendant sign, just so you have a better understanding of what they are, what they, what they symbolize. Um, um, the sun is your core personality. It shows the, your life's purpose and what you're here to become. It takes your entire life to become your sun sign. Um, uh, the moon is your hidden emotional self. It shows who you are on your most intimate level. Um, it's your most basic, like, gut reaction to things. Um, your ascendant is the first impression people get of you, essentially. Um, um, it's how you appear to people who don't know you well. But people who do know you well will eventually kind of strip away your ascendant mask and see your sun sign. And if they're lucky, your moon sign as well. Um, now this is a little more advanced, but, you know. I, d- I, d- I mentioned something like this in Maria's, but um, she has what's called mutual reception. It's a little bit more of a, an advanced concept, like for those who study it in depth, but... She has a mutual reception between her moon and her Venus. She has moon in Libra, um, and uh, Venus in Cancer. Now, Venus is the ruling planet of Libra, and um, 
Cancer is the rule, is the sign that rules the moon. The moon rules cancer. Moon cancer. Cancer is at home in the moon. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's get started. Um, she has the sun in Leo at 24 degrees now. The sun is at home in Leo. Now, they're the kings and queens of the zodiac. Um... Um, usually their hair is their most prominent facial feature because they take, it's the part of their body that they take the most pride in. Um, um, they want, they want to shine like the sun. I mean, the sun is the center of the universe, so they tend to take on this heliocentric mindset. Um, their biggest challenge is to overcome their ego and to not sort of take on this it's all about me attitude um but i mean leo is all hard that's the body part that leo rules over they love children um and their ruling animal is the lion so their pride's a big issue too i mean their pride can be easily wounded um but their ultimate goal is to show other people how to take center stage in their own life and shine their light. Um, okay, let's see. She has the moon in Libra at 0.23 degrees now. Lim- okay, Libras are the peacekeepers of the zodiac. Um, they love harmony and uh, fairness and justice. Um, yeah, uh, they love to be surrounded by beauty. And they're very like diplomatic people. They they would never be mean just for the sake of it. In fact, they don't even like to be mean. It's very hard for a Libra to be mean. Um, um, moon and Libra people specifically need to be in a relationship, and for to have they need beautiful surroundings to feel emotionally balanced. They're, I mean, they're pretty much drawn to anything so classically beautiful because Venus is Aphrodite. They have a sort of a natural affinity towards the arts, the fine arts. Um, I mean, rudeness is something that greatly upsets them. Um, and since her moon is um, so at less than three degrees, it makes it very underdeveloped. So. It makes these people sort of react more quickly and sometimes more harshly. Um, I mean, the classical style of music is something that's heavily associated with Libra anyway, so... And, and I mean, it can be found in all of her music. And from Nightwish on. Um, okay. I mean, Libra is represented by the scales of justice, so... I mean, they have a strong desire for balance, so... They balance in all ways. Okay. Okay, this is just my guess. But, based on her physical appearance, I decided that I believe that her ascendant is in Gemini. Okay. Uh, the Geminis are the butterflies of the zodiac. They're very sociable. They're very, they're very curious. They're very surface level, but uh, they're very intelligent people. They have a lot of nervous energy. Um, they're quick thinkers. 
they're kind of lightly easygoing, but they do, they're kind of a jack of all trades. They like to be knowledgeable on lots of different things. Uh, um, they're very communicative, they're good at anything which requires you, you know, like learning about communication styles, like languages, uh, specifically. Uh, as far as their appearance goes, they're usually about average height. They have a they have a large head, but narrow features. Um, they have big, round, curious eyes. They have a twinkle in them, and their their eyelashes sort of they're kind of fluttering, kind of remind me of butterflies, which is quite appropriate. Um, their the frame is sort of it's thin but it's still very very elegant you know very elegantly uh, shaped um, specifically the fingers they have long you know elegant fingers sophisticated fingers um, um, short trunk long limbs essentially uh, do, 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 do. I mean, I mean, she's often made it well known her love for languages. So I mean, it just makes sense to me. And she speaks quite a few languages fluently. Uh, and you can find a lot of this stuff in her music too, like songs like Oasis, uh, Mystic Voyage, Montañas de Silencio, uh, and even going back to the Nightwish era, Gulema, Tiki Tate Leon. Which is entirely unfinished, which is where she's from. From Finland, obviously. Um, I mean, yeah. Since they have a lot of nervous energy, they tend to move their hands around a lot. And they make like lots of expressive hand gestures um, while speaking. While they speak, no, it's just it's just a way to get it out, get that nervous energy out. And they're very expressive people anyway, so they're all about communication. Uh, they have um, sort of like a need to just, we just, they just have a love of information. Um, I mean, this is my rising sign, so I can greatly relate to that and I can see some of my traits in her. Um, uh, okay, Gemini is represented by the twins, Castor and Pollux. So, duality is a big theme for them, her. Um, it's a dual sign. It's made up of both male and female energies. Okay. Okay, all three of these signs are extroverted. Um, they're, that's masculine energy. It means she's going to project her energy outwards. And not be so um, introverted or introspective. Um, uh, Leo is a fixed sign that makes her very stubborn at times. Um, Libra's cardinal, so that's good for initiating things. Um, Gemini is mutable, so that works well with her Leo sign. It makes her less. Um, Stubborn and willing, unwilling to change her opinions on things. 
Alright, um, just some basic info, um, on some of these placements. Uh, the ruling planet of Leo is the Sun. Um, the ruling planet of Libra is Venus. The ruling planet of Gemini is Mercury. Um, and Mercury is, our, is what's called her chart ruler. Um, she has a lot of mercurial energy. So she's a very, she's very intellectual. She comes across as a very intellectual person. Alright, before I head into her personality planets, I'd like to touch on a couple of things that I missed earlier. Um, I mean, in regards to her son and Leo, um, uh, as far as like examples of songs go, like songs like um, Wisdom of Wind, which is which was like a um, it was like a bonus song on my uh, for on a special edition of My Winter Storm, um, which is personally one of my favorite songs of hers. Period. It's very um, that song is very very indicative of her of her son Leo to me, and um, also uh, Into the Sun. And um, in regards to what I said about you know Mercury being her chart ruler, the chart ruler is the ruler, the ruling planet of your ascendant sign, which in her case, of course, is Gemini. And that's why I mentioned it. Okay, now let's get into it. Okay, okay. To start out, I'm going to give some basic info on the planets. Um, the personality planets are. Mercury, Venus, Mars, and Jupiter. Okay. These are the planets that make up your core personality. Um, Mercury has to do with the lower mind, um, earthly knowledge. Um, your sun, your Mercury, and your moon all work together to showcase um, your expression, how you express yourself. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, Mercury is Gemini, but it also rules over the sign of Virgo. Um, okay, Venus is uh, love, beauty, harmony, relationships, and earning, earned income. Because one of the ruling signs, one of um, Venus rules over Taurus. Okay, along with Libra, it kind of works together with your ascendant, your sun, your moon to show like your preferred style of dress like and depending on what signs they are you know it shows how they'll manifest um okay mars is your passion your driving force uh, it's why you get up in the morning and mars is aries and scorpio in modern modern astrology but i lean more towards aries because yeah um, uh, Jupiter is all about the higher mind. Um, it's spiritual knowledge. Um, it's um, Jupiter, Jupiter, the sign that Jupiter is in shows you how to expand your mind and yourself. Um, and the ruling sign for Jupiter is Sagittarius. Okay, now she has Mercury and Virgo at 19 degrees. Now this is a very strong Mercury because as I said earlier, Virgo and Mercury go together. So this is very strong. Um, this is going to give her strong attention to detail. Um, she's going to be very critical. 
Now, Virgos are very critical of other people as well as themselves because they, they're very um, perfectionistic. Um, but Mercury and Virgo people have this, like, this humble quality to their voice. And they have a very analytical mind. They're good at organizing things and, you know, just making sure everything's in order. Okay. But yeah, Mercury is at home in Virgo. Okay, moving on. Um, she has Venus in Cancer at 17 degrees. Now, this is very interesting because this is literally one of the only, like, water placements, like, emotional placements in her chart, which I think gives her a lot of, gives a lot of dimension to her sun sign specifically. Um, um, Venus and Cancer people are, like, really drawn to anything associated with the family or, um, like, these really sentimental or, or highly emotional relationships. Um, they could be drawn to somebody with the same sort of attachment themselves. Now, something I've noticed about her is that... You know, she has a bit, when she sings, she's very emotional. She puts her heart into everything, Um, which is interesting. I really think this, you know, that's where this comes from. Um, I I mean, you can tell she wants to make an emotional connection with her audience. Um, yeah. Okay, she has Mars and Gemini at 21 degrees. Now, Mars and Gemini people are easily bored. They need a lot of stimulation. They need a lot to do. Um, if they don't, then they feel bored. And then they just, yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, she has Jupiter. She also has Jupiter and Gemini at 29 degrees. Now, the twenty, the twenty-ninth degree. Okay, every sign is made up of thirty degrees. It, it goes from zero to thirty. Okay, the twenty-ninth, the twenty-ninth degree is what's called the anoretic degree. It's a very, very strong, very. It sort of indicates that the sign that it's in is very evolved. The traits of the sign that it's in are very evolved. Um, but this is actually a weak Jupiter placement. Because Jupiter is very, very, very weak in air signs. Um, but they're going to expand themselves through Gemini things. As I explained to you earlier when I talked about her ascendant sign. You know, those things. Like, you know, communication and, you know, information and whatnot. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to talk about her generational plan. Now, these planets don't really have a direct effect on your personality. It's more about the world as a whole at the time that you were born. Uh, Okay, to start off, as usual, I'm going to give some basic info, just so you understand what's going on. Okay, the generational planets are Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Saturn is the father archetype. It's called Father Time. Um, it shows where, like, delays, um, 
delays are going to happen and how to overcome obstacles. Um, it's also called the harsh task, the harsh task master. It's associated with the sign of Capricorn because that's its ruling sign. Okay. Okay, now Uranus is a revolutionary planet. It's associated with the sign of Aquarius. Uh, it makes things happen quickly. It's like thunder. Um, it represents divine universal knowledge. Um, okay. Neptune is spirituality here. Um, it shows how you view spirituality. It's associated with the sign of Pisces. Um... Um, Pluto. Pluto is the planet of transformation on the deepest level. It's how you transform yourself. Um, um, Pluto rules Scorpio in Western astrology, which is what I tend to lean more towards. Um, now, something I haven't talked about yet that she has in her generational planets is she has one of them retrograde. Now, Retrograde is, you know, it's in, it's introverted. It's focused inwardly. Um, and even though these are generational planets, they do still have an effect on you, even though they're not as strong as the other planets. Um, it's just it's just not in, a, in such a direct way. Uh, um, okay. Um, basically, this means that the planet looked like it was moving back and moving backwards in the sky at the time you were born. Um, um, so the energy of that planet is doubled because the energy of that planet which is Earth without any blockages or no planets in or anything in between it. Okay. And she has um, Saturn in Leo at 20 degrees. Okay, this is interesting because she also has her son here, but I'm going to talk about that later when we get to the aspects. Uh, because there's something very specific I want to talk about. Okay. Um, I would guess this would have to do with, um, what has to do with, uh, like, just not wanting to be center stage and, like, not feeling good enough to be center stage or, like, issues regarding your self-expression. Um, yeah. Okay, she has Uranus and Scorpio at 8 degrees. Yeah. Um, this is going to indicate sort of, like, like drastic changes in, their, in her mood. Uh, she would have, like, a strong rule-breaker mentality. And she has a lot of insight into the darker side of life, because Scorpio is the darker side. Okay. Uh, she has Neptune and Sagittarius, and it's retrograde at 13 degrees. This is going to make her a highly spiritual person. Um, she more than likely believes in God. For lack of a better term. Um... Or some kind of higher power, if not God. Um, she has Pluto and Libra at 12 degrees. Um, so, you know, Libra is relationships, so she transforms herself through her partnerships, through her relationships. 
Okay, I didn't mention this in my intro, but in this next section, I'm going to talk about some of the major asteroid placements in our tribe. Because, well, they are important, but, yeah. Okay, to start off, I'm going to give basic info, as usual. Um, and these asteroids are Chiron, Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta. Chiron is your deepest wound. It's called the Wounded Healer. Um, it's what you're here to repair. Um, Ceres is your nurturing style. It's how you care for other people. Um, Pallas is your sort of your innate wisdom. Um, it sort of works together with uh, Mercury uh, uh, because Mercury is intelligence and Pallas is wisdom. Um, Juno is the marriage asteroid. Uh, Juno was the wife of Jupiter, for those who don't know. Um, so, your potential partner, whoever, you know, whatever sign it's in, um, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna have those traits, not necessarily that sign. Okay. Uh, Vesta shows your inner goddess, um, sort of your inner flame, in a way. Okay. Okay. She has Chiron and Taurus at five degrees. Now, Taurus is all about valuing things. So, and it has a lot to do with self-worth as well, so that's what I would guess this would mean for her thing. Especially given some of her Saturn things that I'll talk about later on. Um, you know, like her self-worth is probably her deepest wound. So, yeah. Um, she has Ceres and Libra at 20 degrees. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, um, she nurtures other people by sort of surrounding them with beautiful things and, yeah. Uh, she has Pallas and Virgo at 28 degrees. Um, so her, her sort of innate wisdom is sort of geared towards, like, you know, Virgo things, like being analytical, being practical, and sort of, sort of striving for self-improvement and perfectionism and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. She has Juno and Scorpio at 18 degrees. Her partner, in this case her husband, Marcello, um, he, I would say he more than likely has some of these traits. Um, she has Vesta and Virgo at 8 degrees. Um, this is called the goddess flame of health, service, and healing. Um, Virgo is a very pure sign. You know, they, they love cleanliness, so. Um, and there's a, because it's an earth sign, there's a very sober, a sobering quality about it as well. Um, yeah, Virgos are very into, you know, things being clean and pure. So, that's part of her, uh, I guess, that's part of her inner goddess. Um, some astrologers call it the nun, <laughs> which is very appropriate. Okay, now I'm going to talk about her moon points. Um, these are the North Node, the South Node, and Lilith. 
okay. Lilith is called the Black Moon, just for, you know, informational purposes. Um, okay, the North and the South Node are karmic points. Um, they show you why you're here, what you need to let go of. And they always oppose by sign. And if you know your accurate um, birth info, they oppose by house as well. Um, the south, the, the south node is sort of your, sort of your uh, like your default mode. Um, and it sort of shows the kind of person you were in a past life, if you believe in that. Um, in, in Vedic astrology, um, they're called Rahu and Ketu. Uh, um, okay. Lilith was the, um, this main point is sort of based around the mythology of Lilith, which was, she was the woman born into, the mythological woman born into the Garden of Eden with Adam. But, um, you know, she wanted to go do her own thing, so, um, you know, she got kicked out. So, this is a very empowering placement for women. Um, it's all about, like, the darker side of your sexuality and how you express that. Okay. She has her north node in Libra and it's retrograde at 16 degrees. Her destiny is to, yeah. I, I forgot to also, also mention that karmic just means the north node is like your destiny point. Um, so her destiny in this life is to focus more on other people and less on herself. She has her south node in Aries, and it's retrograde at 16 degrees. Um, so her default mode is to think of herself first. Um, and quite possibly she was very, a very independent uh, soul in the past life. Okay. Now, she has Lilith and Gemini at 12 degrees. I can really relate to this because I have it too. <laughs> Um, very duplicitous, you know. You know, she can do whatever she wants. She can become whoever she needs to be in any given moment and use her sexuality to get whatever she wants. Okay, now I'm going to talk about her house cusps. Okay, now, since I don't know her accurate birth time, I can't use the normal system to determine the house rulers that I would normally do because, you know, obviously I don't know her time. Um, I'll be using the uh, Koch system, which starts at the Ascendant in the first house and it goes all the way down through the signs through the twelfth houses. And, of course, each each house has a, has a ruler. Okay. All right. Um, her first house ruler is Gemini, obviously, that's the Ascendant. Uh, the natural ruler of the first house is Aries. Uh, this is the house that rules over the self, um, over your appearance, how you view yourself. Um, and I've already talked about her Ascendant, so, um, I'm just going to move on to the next one. Um, Okay, her second house ruler is Cancer. Now, the natural ruler of the second house is Taurus. Okay, so this is the house that sort of rules over 
like beauty, harmony, um, self-worth, uh, earned, earned income. Yeah. Um, it's also what, yeah, it's also what you value. So, she probably puts a high value on considering things, you know, things like, um, you know, just like devotion to family, uh, just family-related things, um, um, emotions, because, you know, moon, the moon is cancer, uh, that's feminine energy, so, you know, cancer energy is very, very emotional, um, okay, uh, her third house ruler is Leo, now, the natural ruler of the third house is Gemini, um, this is the house that rules over communication style, mainly. Uh, it also rules over short trips and siblings, but here it's more about, uh, um, your style of communication, what kind of flavor your communication has. Um, and very fittingly, you know, she has her son here, uh, which is gonna, you know, make it, <laughs> for want of a better word, dramatic. A very dramatic way of expressing herself. But her, um, this kind of works together with Mercury too because of the Gemini influence, and it's, a, it's about communication. So her Virgo is probably gonna bring it, bring that down a lot. Okay, her fourth house ruler is Virgo. Now, uh, Cancer is the natural ruler in the fourth house. Um, this is called the IC, the Imam Quelli. It's all about your home life, your private life, uh, what your home was like growing up, or even as an adult, what your house might look like. Um, um, having your birth, maybe the home was, um, kind of understated in some way. or maybe one of your family members was a nurse or a doctor, um, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay, her fifth house ruler is Libra. Now the natural ruler of the fifth house is Leo, which is the sun. This is the house all about, all about, um, Romance, uh, dating, and creativity. This is a very uh, beautiful house placement for um, Libra. I mean, Leos are already very attractive people anyway, but if you add in Libra, it's just going to make it even more attractive. Um, um, Leo and Libra actually sextile each other, so this is ve a very harmonious thing. Um, they're like, they had this, uh, sort of like, re the regalness to both of these signs. Uh, yeah. Her the way she, of course she does use a lot of Libra themes in her songs, you know, as I said before. So, um, okay, her sixth house ruler is Scorpio. 
Now, Burger has the Nitro Ruler at the sixth house. So, you know, um, Burger is all about routine. This is the house of routine and health and self improvement and specialized skills. Um, um, for her, I would say, um, so she maybe she pursues burger like things with intensity. Um, um, maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's all I can think of for now. Um, okay, her seventh house ruler is in Sagittarius. Now this is called your descendant. It's always opposite your ascendant. It's the kind of relationships you draw into your life. Not necessarily who you're going to marry, but the relationships you bring into your life. Um, I think, of course, having a Gemini ascendant myself, I also have a Sagittarius descendant. Um, and I draw in a lot of Sag energy to me, so I imagine she does the same as well. Um, her 8th house ruler is Capricorn. Scorpio is the natural ruler of the 8th house. And this is called the house of death and taxes by most astrologers. It's all about death, rebirth, other people's money, sexuality, and intense life experiences. It also shows how you express your sexuality. So I would guess that she does that in a more grounded way. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> you know, what, what goes on behind closed doors, but, uh, yeah. Okay, her ninth house ruler is in Aquarius. That's really interesting, because Sagittarius and Aquarius sextile each other. Yeah. Um, this is the house all about, like, Jupiterian things like higher learning, um, travel, philosophy, religion, law, um, anything associated with higher education. Um, this is going to give her, like, a very expansive mindset, give her, like, of like access to divine knowledge. Um, okay. Now, moving on. Okay. The tenth house is said to be the most, well, by most astrologers, they say that this is the most important point in your chart. Um, it's called the Midheaven. Of the MC, the medium quality. Uh, she has Pisces on her midheaven, according to this system. Um, the natural ruler of the 10th house is Capricorn. It's one of the angular houses, um, which means it's a very public house. These are people that want to be seen, people with these energies strong in their chart. Um, it's the highest and most public point in your chart, as I just said. Um, it's your projected image, it's how you want people to see you, as opposed to your 
ascendant, which which is sort of the more of your personality that you're projecting, not so much your image. Um, it shows your potential career. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Pisces is a sign associated with the arts. You know, Pisces people are very creative people, so you know this makes sense for her. Okay. Now she has a Aries in the eleventh house. Now the eleventh house is the natural ruler is Aquarius. Um, having Aries here is really interesting. Um, okay. Okay. This is the house of friendship. Um, the friendship networking. And how you interact with the people in your social circle. Um, um, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Since Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, I, I would say maybe, maybe she puts friendship first, or you know, um, I mean, I'm not really sure. <laughs> How this would manifest for her, but um, okay. Moving on to the last house, the twelfth house. Her twelfth house ruler is Taurus. Now the twelfth house is associated with the sign of Pisces. It's called the house of self undoing. Um, it's it's where the dissolvement of ego happens. Um, it's the most hidden part of you. It's the part of yourself that only you know. So, I mean, her, which is very interesting with it being her hidden self, given that she has the moon in Libra, and that's also, that's like your hidden emotional self. And both Taurus and Libra are ruled by the same planet, so. Well. I mean, she does have, like, Venusian qualities to what she does, but I think there's more of it that she doesn't show. Alright, now I'm going to talk about all of her major planetary aspects. Um, um, for this, I've chosen aspects that are below 7 degrees because pretty much anything below 7 degrees isn't going to have an influence on you or just going to have a lot less of an influence on you. Uh, I'm not including any minor aspects because she had a lot. Um, and of course, because I don't know the exact birth time, I can't do um, aspects to the Ascendant or the MC, or anything that's time-sensitive. Okay. I'm gonna start off. This is going from strongest to weakest. Um, her strongest aspect is Moon Square Jupiter. Now, this is gonna make her very, um, like, too, she forgives people's mistakes too easily. And oftentimes she makes promises that she can't keep. <laughs> uh, okay. She has next up Mercury Square Mars. 
This is really funny. Um, these people have, like, really quick verbal reactions. Um, and a lot of the time, they're not always tactful in those responses. This makes her very witty and sarcastic. I mean, there's a line from Sing For Me that says, um, I think it goes something like, um, there's a little devil in my mouth writing ugly words for you to shout. You know, that's very Mercury Square Mars. Okay, now, her next uh, aspect is um, Sun conjunct her Saturn. Now, I'm going to talk about her, because it's conjunct her Sun and Leo, I'm going to talk about, um, here I'm going to talk about, like, you know, the Nightwish era when she was the Nightwish and, you know, the influence that I'd had on her during that time and, you know, what her destiny actually is. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, the nature of her stage, her solo stage show. Um, okay. This is all about, of course, Saturn's all about restriction. Um, so this is going to play a lot of restriction on her self-expression. Uh, uh, in their younger years, they suffer from, like, low self-esteem, low self-esteem, because, you know, like a parental figure was always making them feel not good enough. Uh, um, and I can imagine that as a young girl, she probably wasn't all that comfortable with being the center of attention up to a certain point. Okay. But, um, I mean, Leo has the tendency to become really, like, flamboyant and over the top, so... Saturn's gonna humble the Leo influence and bring it back down to Earth. Okay. One of the biggest reasons why I feel like her stage show doesn't look like a, essentially like um, a freak show, like a, like um, I don't know, like it's not. It's not like a circus or anything. Like, you have people, just things happening here and there and everywhere. Um, I think it's because of this aspect. You know, it kind of brings her, um, her Leo energy down to earth a little bit. Her fiery energy down to earth a little bit. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about... Um, you know, the era of Nightwish, when she was in Nightwish, from, you know, roughly about 1997 to 2005-2006. Okay. Personally, I feel like, you know, this, this aspect had a strong effect on her during that time, because, you know, she was kind of, sort of, essentially learning how to, um, well, she was going through that at the time, but, um, um, essentially she was, for many years, a mouthpiece for someone else, and I think that took, started to take its toll on her after a while, um, um, I think this really stifled her own creativity and, um, you know, kind of, it just kept her from being her true self, um, you know, who she's meant to be, um, 
She's supposed to be center stage. That's who she is. She's a Leo. She's supposed to be, you know, the one giving all the attention. Um, I honestly, personally, I believe that, you know, her getting fired was a blessing in disguise. Because now she gets to do her own thing. She gets to be herself. And she gets to express herself in the way that she was meant to. Okay. Now, moving on (laughs) to the next one. She has Venus square Pluto. And this makes people very manipulative in relationships. But it makes them very intense in relationships as well. And they also tend to attract these love-hate relationships to them. Okay. The last one is she has Mercury square Neptune. Now, anything to Neptune is going to make you a very artistic person, so she's going to be very imaginative, intuitive, and creative. Um, they get easily bored with, like, like real-world things or things they deem as dull or boring. Um, she prefers to go with the flow instead of planning ahead. Okay, to wrap up, I'm going to talk about what's called her soul planet. And this is a method used in Vedic astrology, and it's usually used to um, determine occupation. Um, It's the planet with the highest degree in your chart. This is the planet that's going to have the strongest influence over your life. Um, And for her, it's uh, her Jupiter. Her Jupiter Jupiter in Gemini, 29 degrees. As I said before, the 29th degree is an iterated degree, which means these traits are already very evolved in her. Um, and she's strongly drawn to Gemini things. Um, like, yeah, like the pursuit of information, um, of being communicative, uh, and sort of being a jack of all trades, you know, dabbling and living everything and doing this and that, and yeah. Basically, her her destiny is like she's like a messenger, essentially. Gemini's the messenger. You know, it's associated with the myth of Hermes. Um, basically, her destiny is to communicate her message to the world through sort of standing in the spotlight and being center stage and shining her light. That's what Leos are here to do—to shine their light. Alright everyone, we've come to the end, so I really hope you've enjoyed this. Um, uh, My intent with these readings is to give you some more insight into um, some of my and or your favorite people since you're listening to this. Um, I mean, astrologers do celebrity celebrity, um, chart readings all the time, but never for people that I like, you know. Um, so I wanted to kind of change that and give my own viewpoints, you know, based on the knowledge that I've acquired. If there's anybody that you want me to do a chart reading for within the rock slash metal world, um, don't hesitate to let me know. And, um, um, be sure to leave me some feedback if you like this. Um, um, thank you all so much once again for listening to me ramble on about something I'm passionate about. I'll talk to you soon.